back to the ryan sullivan show today i'm joined by croy hello hey what's up Camille? how are you i'm good how are you you just made it i just made it just now we started to uh to play the first song before you even arrived but i just knew inside that you would be here because we have that thing we have that thing speaking of things <laughs> i brought you a ting what's that this is a lovely beverage from the caribbean it looks lovely so you can stay refreshed while we chit-chat. Grapefruit. I'm going to, you know, do the honors. I hope we got that audio on that. <laughs> so how are you? Uh, welcome to the show. This is delicious, by the way. Thank you. Is it? It is. Awesome. I brought you something as well. You did? I did. Shit. But, you know, we're going to wait. Okay. Because we can't just do, like, the gifts at the beginning. We can't. Okay. No. Okay. So we'll wait on that a little bit. Yeah. How have you been? Uh, how's your 2017 been for you so far? Um, it's still pretty early to say, <laughs> considering okay. it's February, but it's been really good. Mm -hmm. um, what did I do in February? Well, I worked, I, I was on tour a little bit. Was I? Because I got back from, I was in Europe uh, opening for Cœur de Pirate during uh, December. So that was in 2016. Can I talk about 2016 as well? Of course. Um, and, uh, and so, yeah, uh, I think we did about 10 shows with her in Europe. Okay. And then, you know, coming back, uh, the beginning of the year is always a little slow, just considering it's usually extremely cold outside and no one wants to go out to see shows. Have and you guys um, known each other for a while? Cœur de Pirate and, and I? Yeah. Um, no, actually. I think we have this kind of internet bromance happening. Right. And I have a um, few of those in my life, too. Yeah. And sometimes you meet the person in real life, and it's like, my heart will go <laughs> on. Like, you were just meant to be, and other times it's awkward as fuck. And Absolutely. you're like, oh, my God, let's just keep this to online only. Yeah, sometimes it just dies you. because you met in person. You're like, oh, this is, you know, this is not a thing. Never meet your hero. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, and so um, and I, I actually opened for her on a bunch of uh, of shows here in in Canada as well, and you know doing because she she did her last very last show of her tour Roses in Toronto. Okay. And I opened for that one, and I realized that the first time I opened for her was like two years ago when she first launched her album in Quebec City. Okay. And so that was kind of emotional for me. Why? You know, I don't know, because it's like a full circle thing. Okay. And I feel like she's a very successful artist, and I'm very proud and honored to have been there for the beginning and the end of that tour. Speaking of emotional, uh, your latest album, Scavenger, is pretty, it's pretty heavy. There's Thanks. A, I f <laughs> well, I heard, for me anyways, I heard a lot of loss in there. Is that somewhat accurate? Do you mean loss as in death mm, not necessarily but uh well you know it's it's an it's a it was it was a it, it wasn't a hard album for me to write but it was a hard time for me to write in okay and so i think that's why it's kind of heavy and it has a lot of uh of emotions in there but it's not about loss it's actually about um i feel um the the opposite actually of like I don't know how to explain this. Liberated or not let it liberated? Go? No, actually, when you can't let it go. Okay. You know, and like when it's hard, but it, it's not about loss. It's about like the shitty time of like when some things don't go as you want them to, but then okay. you don't want to leave either. Okay. So. Are you the type that leaves claw marks all over everything? Like you never let go. Um. No. Yes, it depends. I guess it depends. I don't know. I'm, I think I'm a little more. I don't leave claw marks. I just leave damage. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, let's back up a little bit. Um, so you just released Scavenger. Do you have any other like major releases under Croy, or is, does it jump back to Milk and Bone at that point? Um, well, I released an EP in 2014 called Birthday. Okay. And, you know, two songs from that EP are 
on the album as well. So I think my EP was just for me, um, just to try things out okay. with Croy, oops, and just to you know see how I felt with that project because it was the first time I released stuff under my not my name but my like a solo project. Okay. And so um, yeah, after the EP, I just felt like I wanted to work on a on an album, and during that time. Me and Laurence from Milk and Bone started working on songs together, and that's when we, you know, started doing the Milk and Bone stuff. Okay, but and that wasn't planned. And that's still like you guys are still good, or is Milk and Bone sort of dissolved, and you're doing your own thing? Oh now? no, no, no! We're actually what I like about having both projects and having released um, both al- first albums at a year or a year and a half um, separation is that. You know, for a year and a half, I could tour with Milk and Bone and just, you know, see how far we could go with the first album. And then I released Scavenger. And then for a year, I'll be able to just, like, tour and do shows with Croy as Milk and Bone writes um, their second album. Okay. Busy girl shit. Sorry? I said busy girl shit. Yeah. (laughs) But I I like that, you know. I'll always... I'm either writing or performing. Always. Okay. Which is a lot of fun. I don't like to get bored. And your tour at the moment is called what again? It doesn't have a name. Just it's Croy. just it's just Croy and okay. the, I guess the Scavenger Tour, just because you know it's the name of the album. I guess people do that. Okay, okay. The Scavenger Tour. Makes sense. Yeah. Let's uh, let's check out another one of your tunes from the album, and let's. then maybe throw it back to like w- like you and where you're from and kind of how you got started with everything. Excellent, love that. Uh, I'm gonna play. Hull. So this is Hull by Croy.
Welcome back to the Rand Sullivan Show with special guest Croy. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> so uh, we talked a little bit about your new album, Scavenger, but I wanted to kind of throw it back and ask you uh, sort of the basics, like where you're from. So I am from, I grew up in Saint Lambert. Okay. Saint Lambert. Saint Lambert. Saint Lambert. Yeah. Excellent. And yeah, I spent most of my childhood there and uh and then i moved quite a bit i i was cast as the uh, lead singer in cirque du soleil's kidam what when <laughs> what Scoop. was that before allegria because the only one i know is um, allegria yeah that, that christmas show that they air on tv every christmas i feel like if you're not a good quebecois unless you know the allegria theme song yeah, i agree so but yeah <laughs> But Kidam is, I, I don't even know I if it was... I think I saw Kidam. Well, I wasn't in it because um, I toured with them from 2004 to 2006, and I only toured in Australia and New Zealand and Singapore and Hong Kong and California. So, eat, like, you know, if you were... How old were you? I was 12. What? <laughs> you were the lead. I was or the lead singer. That's... Main character wow. and lead singer, and so yeah, so I that was like the beginning of my like teen years, which kind of fucked me up. Can I cuss on this show? You sure fucking can. Okay. <laughs> so wait, but so how did you get the Cirque du Soleil gig? Like, obviously your folks put you in uh, no. music or something. Well, you know, I I studied, I studied. I mean, I went to like this music oriented school, preschool, and <laughs> in like in like you know elementary school, and um. Which was fun, mm -hmm. and uh, but when I was nine and a half, Cirque du Soleil had this open call audition for like kids, young girls from nine to fifteen years old to just come audition for the part. And so my mom is just like, you know, let's just go because you guys like to sing, and so you know you're gonna have to audition at some point in your life. Let's just go try it out. And so we went, and uh, but like. N neither of us thought that was there a lot of kids trying out yeah like a thousand kids like literally there was a line lineup on the street and um Damn. and yeah but I, ne I never thought that i'd get cast just because i was nine and i was like let's just you know get experience like audition experience and um turns out they wanted to send me to japan like the week after like they needed someone it was that like, quick, right eh? away. but my mom was like hell nah and so um for the following two years i you know went to the Cirque HQ like every month to get classes with their... And get paid. N not, you know, then. <laughs> it was just classes to like, you know, keep in touch and just, you know, I don't know, train me. And when I was in sixth grade, I just went, started going there every day to learn the part. And on my 12th birthday, I well, left. How I how ran away with the circus. <laughs> really? You ran away with the circus? Oh my God. No, but you're kind of my spirit animal right now because I grew up uh, a gymnast from when I was like... Really? Yeah, from when I was like five till when I was like... Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> till when Let's I was talk like, about you. Till, yeah, <laughs> I was a competitive gymnast. No, obviously not when I was that young, but like, I don't know, starting when I was like 10 or 11 or something, uh, I would compete like interprovincially. Um, and like, that was the dream. And like... Us gym bros, like, there was only two futures. One was, like, you become an Olympian, and the other was you go to the Cirque. Yeah. So I always wanted to do that, but then I hit that 14-teen, and the puberty set in, like, really hard, and I wasn't a small guy anymore. And this is very, like, there are no tall people in gymnastics. Like, this, no. this is a fact. Not that I'm that tall. I'm six feet, but... Yeah, the awkward body came in and I couldn't <laughs> perform and like I couldn't hold my handstands like I used to. I couldn't, you know. But can you still like do like a trick? I still can do tricks. Yeah, I can still walk on my hands. What? Uh, splits aren't too great. <laughs> I'm still fairly acrobatic. Like give me a trampoline and I'll fuck around for, for a while. But For days. That's pretty cool about the Cirque though. So... Um, so you didn't really have like a very musical childhood? Like I feel like you I did, but not in um you know, there was a piano at my house. And do you, my mom do you play on your records, by the way? Yes. Yeah? Of course. Awesome. Yeah. But I also um, played piano growing up. 
You did? That was not a passion, though. That was my parents forcing me to <laughs> yeah. do something that I fucking hated. Yeah, well, if, to me, it was a passion. I started what I was for, and there's this lady on my street who gave lessons, so I just go there, like, every week. Okay. And, um, but that was it. It, w- it was kind of like the normal, you know, parents want their kids to do music, but not, like, mm-hmm. they didn't force me to do anything, and, uh, and I, w- I just loved it so much. And then when I went, when I was hired by Cirque, um, after that, you know, I was either going to do like two years is fun, but I don't want to do this with my life or I was going to be like two years was fun and I'm going to go to school and get but a at degree. That age, and like, then what's it like? Like, what's it? I mean, uh, I'm sure you're not with like the entire cast and shit. Like, did your mom go with you? Like how? she was there for the first year because, you know, I was 12 and she was like, what happened to school? All. You just dropped out at 12. No. Well, <laughs> actually uh, <laughs> on, um, on the tour back then they had teachers cause okay, a lot of the sense. acrobats had their kids with them. Uh, and I was super lucky because since Cirque is from here, I, I was able to follow the Quebec, uh, school curriculum okay which wasn't the case for like russian kids sure <laughs> who didn't understand shit yeah and so <laughs> but it was fun and yeah i loved it so i'd go to school from like 10 to 4 and then sound check at 5 and then dinner and then do my makeup and put my costume on and then get, go perform until 10 30 go home go to go to school at 10 <laughs> how long like so you were a lead character you know, like you were on stage like how much of the show like the entire show but like the entire what what would you sing like what was like what <laughs> I'm was not gonna do this. You're song. not no. Damn it. <laughs> you know they like it's like Alegria like they make no actually Alegria has this like English version that they do don't they? I don't know. I think they do. But Kidam was just oh, like yeah. la li da da do You know it's like oh it's just like kind of noise like fairy noises like yeah well okay. it's just like a made up language. It's weird. I didn't know Alegria was like originally a French song because I know like I it was like diamonds. Yeah, Alegria. that's what I mean. But it's not. It it the, the original song is like the made up language for the show. They just made an English version for TV because people were like, what "The fuck are they saying?" Yeah. Okay. 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 So you toured for a couple years. You said. Yeah, I toured for two years. Came back home because my parents, you know, like dragged me out of it because I wanted to stay forever. Because the second year, I was just by myself with... Um, living the life. Living the life. Vida loca. Yeah, it was it was fun. And then I came back home, and I went to Pensionnat de Saint-Anne-Marie. Did you feel like uh, like something like something had ended for you at the time? Oh, uh, yeah. Like it was the end of my life. I cried so hard. I was 14. Yeah. All my friends were there. I didn't want to come home, but I did. And, and were then, your friends cool? Were they like... Yeah, they were awesome. Like, my best friend was 35, and I was 12. (laughs) 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 That was fun. Your life is a movie. Yeah. (laughs) But, yeah, so then I came back home and made new friends at home. And then a year after that, my parents were like, hey, guys, we're moving to Australia. So I was like, shit. And so we moved again. (laughs) So, y'all, there's kind of a theme here with, like, you guys. uh, I don't know. Do I know your real last name? Do you? Is it... Is it... whatever Polykain. Polykain. yeah okay um <laughs> so y'all like the Polykains are like a bunch of free spirits i guess no not even so why'd you go to australia because my dad i think like after the whole cirque thing my parents were like oh there are like a bunch of opportunities that we didn't know about that we could just like take and like live our lives and so my parents were like oh let's just like my dad works in real estate so he, he just got... It's pretty like, transferable. <laughs> yeah. So he got a job offer in Sydney and was like, let's oh, give Sydney. this a try. Sydney. Shout out to Sydney. <laughs> Shout out Henry Slaughter. I've got a couple mates down in Australia. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> we can do the rest of the interview like this if you like. No, thanks. Okay. My Australian accent is bad now. <laughs> and um, But yeah. And so I was there for a year and then moved back home. So How come like, only a year? That seems sort of like Because that time quick. I told them that I was coming back home and that they didn't have a choice. Okay. Because <laughs> I wanted to, you know. So you gave them an old tomato. Yeah. I was like, you know, I have to live an my life. Tomato. I want my prom in Montreal with my friends. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. Boss, but there was, a t- there was a time when I thought I was going to stay because I had so much fun. I had a boyfriend there and he was like, 
I had a boyfriend there. <laughs> what was his name? Ben. Shout out to Ben. <laughs> you fucked up. <laughs> he was a Kiwi. She's a superstar now, bro. Oh, poor thing. But yeah, he was sad. It's probably not his fault. I shouldn't be throwing shots like that. No. You're the one who moved away. I did. You're the heartbreaker. I am. God damn it. <laughs> but yeah, and so I moved back and uh, studied music in Sijip. Let's let's play another tune and then we'll get <laughs> into like the start of your music career. Wonderful. How does that sound? What do you want to play? I would like for you to play a we song. We can play something older. We can play something that's not yours if you want, but I oh. think we should maybe plug your shit. I don't know. Your call. Well, you know what? Let, let's just play one of my songs and I'm going to think about the next song that I want to hear okay, for the next bit. Perfect. And then we're going to finish with Go because I think that's perfect. Yes. Okay. So what are we playing? From play Bones. Play Bones? Yeah. Okay. Here play we go. It. This is Croy Bones.
Welcome, welcome back to the Ryan Sullivan Show with special guest Croy. Hello. So we are on a bit of a journey of your life right now. We sort of covered your childhood. You got into the Cirque du Soleil. Yeah. You were singing for a few years and you came back to Montreal, left a man's heart in shambles in uh, Australia. I did. And um, tell me about how you started your music career. Um, I mean, the Cirque is a pretty good start, but I'm, I mean, in terms of like, uh, you know, recording. Right. Um, well, yeah, I studied music uh, after in Cégep, at Cégep Saint-Laurent. And um, when I was there, just, you know, studying vocals and, and jazz arrangements and everything, I met this guy called David Giguère, okay. who does French pop here in, in Montreal. And... Um, he just asked me to come in and, you know, sing on his album and do shows with him. And so that was kind of fun, you know, being in school and doing that at the same time. And and then I realized later on that that's just how you start doing music in life. It's not with, you know, at school, it's not with your degree it's or performing. whatever. It's just, you know, meeting someone who's got uh, a few shows set up and then you start doing that with your life because you meet other people. And so I sang with him, played with him. Um, sang with other bands a little bit here and there. And as I was doing that, um, meeting people in labels and other musicians and people who I trusted music-wise, who I could like, bounce ideas with, that's when I gained more confidence in, in doing my own stuff. And so I had been writing forever. I remember like writing like very pop breakup songs when I was 12 like in on tour with Cirque even though like they were shit but still mm -hmm. like I I loved writing and so I started writing more seriously and then you know went through breakups and that you know channels a very good energy mm -hmm. for songwriting and uh, and yeah so I started recording on my laptop demos started you know, working a little bit with, with friends of mine. And then that's when the EP came along. And when the EP came out, I started doing shows with Croy, opening for bands and, you know, having my own shows. And then... So how did you yeah. get, uh, like, first signed or kind of like when... Uh, like, when do you feel was kind of like the first big step where you were like, okay, this can be a future or... Uh, this is something I'm going to dedicate myself to for the next like three, five, whatever years. Like, um, well, as soon w when I quit my job, <laughs> like my day job, I think that's when I went like, okay, I can do this. Like, this is actually something I can do, even though like I'm not going to be rich or anything for now. Like, I'm, I still can manage on the, you know, the money I get from my shows and from everything else around it. And um, but also like when I I did this show at um, Lyon d'Or on Ontario and Papineau. Okay. Yeah, it sounds familiar. And it, it's the venue that asked me to do the show. So like, I was like, oh, this, this could be fun. Like, They know about me. They know about what I do. So let's try to do this. And it was the first time I was going to do a full hour long show. So I prepared with my band and to do it. And, and the show happened to be extremely crowded. A bunch of media was there. And that's mm, I think that's perfect, when I went yeah. like... Okay, like I, you know, this can be something. I think it's not just like a bunch of people I didn't know were there. It's okay. not just like my mom and my friends yeah, yeah, yeah. and like no. So yeah, yeah. I think that's the moment where I, when I went. Oh, I think I'm gonna put a lot more time in this and yeah. And at that point, you were going by Croy uh, or yeah. Okay. I I you know, Facebook tells you when you like create a page right and yeah. it tells you like when it was like founded or anything and um and croy was created in 2012 okay so that's like five years ago so okay. even though i didn't have any uh, anything recorded or any shows planned or anything like i knew like i i knew that in order for me to put time into the project and to focus i needed to have a name for it or else it was just going to be like, oh, in my free time, I'll write or whatnot. So is it an acronym? I was wondering. It is not. Okay. I don't even know what it means anymore. Okay. I remember having like five different four-letter names slash words that I was maybe going to use, and it just made the cut. I don't even know why. I still like it though. It sounds Fair. weird. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, 
And then, so milk and bone sort of takes flight at what point? Like, how come, like, how did that sort of come to be? Because you, you started doing your own thing, and then... And then, uh, Laurence was actually a musician with me uh, on tour with David Gigard, who okay. I told you about before. And that's when we started spending more time together, and, um, and yeah, at some point we were just like, oh, let's, you know, people... We actually got this gig to sing both of us as lead singers on our friend's album for the, because they were doing an instrumental track. And we were like, oh, this is working really well. We can work together. We can write together. Our, our voices sound good together. Let's just try and work on some material that we have, you know, see mm -hmm. how this goes. And then um, we released uh, New York, I think. Yeah, it's the first song we released on SoundCloud just for fun. And... Uh, And it got a lot of attention, and then we just met with a bunch of labels, and they were like, "Oh, let's let's do this." How's and so it How's it been from like a young artist standpoint, like the transition from like actual like physical records to the online, the streaming? Like, is there any like kind of uh, I don't know? Is there anything like major that uh, you kind of noticed, or like? Um, How, how it affected you at all or has it been sort of seamless and simple and intuitive like from from your perspective well perhaps easier in a sense because it's more easily shareable but i've never really known the industry when it was like more of a physical cd kind of thing because i remember you know the first times that i i started you know hearing music that i really liked and that I it was like my choice and my friends you know telling me about bands they just sent me like songs on limewire mm -hmm. i that's when i started you know discovering bands in myspace as well was limeware your first like illegal platform that you downloaded yes. on? yes yes it was i was i was there for the napster days man oh i didn't know napster When it at was all. like it took like i think well i know for sure actually the first song i downloaded on napster was still dre you <laughs> excellent know, with the piano yes of course and it took like 27 minutes of course it's ridiculous yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah and now you can download any anyways old man shit but old man shit <laughs> but um, yeah and like I, i i hear a lot of people and i understand that people are frustrated about like streaming and the fact that people don't buy music anymore and i totally understand it but at the same time i think i think we haven't got to a point where it's how it's supposed to be Like okay. I, I believe in streaming. It's I believe still kind of evolving, eh? Yeah, I think that you uh, know there's some changes to be done for sure for everyone to be more satisfied with what they're getting out of it. But at the same time, I feel like at at the moment my music is because I can see like my 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 Spotify like where my streams come from, right? Mm -hmm. And at the moment, I know that like half of my streams are from Montreal and then half of my streams are from Amsterdam. Huh. And that's really cool, you know, because yeah, someone just decided to put me on this playlist over there and I'm like the, th the third song in the playlist. So everyone just hears my song because it's a popular playlist over sure. there. And I'm just like, that's really cool. And if people like my song over there, it kind of means that if I do a show there, people will know who I am and I can perform. And I'm super into that. And uh, same thing with Milk and Bone. I feel like the, the, the reason why we could perform in the U.S. and in Europe is because we were, you know, we had a presence on the streaming platforms. Mm -hmm. So there's, there's kind of a, a good and bad, I, th I guess, to both. Like well, I feel a lot of artists I know who are very frustrated with uh, the streaming. And it's just because they were there for the golden days. Where, like, you sold records, you made You money. sold, like, records, like, so many of them. Yeah. Even, like, if you were slightly known, you made, like, a shitload of money with music. Yeah. And when, then when you performed shows, people would go to shows, they would freak out. And then, like, like I understand, but it's just that it wasn't going to stay. Yeah. It wasn't going to stay that way. I mean, we're all, we all watch Netflix, you know? We don't watch TV anymore. Yeah, People are freaking out on TV, I'm sure. You know, like everyone's freaking out, but if well, we I just got to change. I think TV is just going to dissolve like pretty well, soon. Well, exactly. Like but you'll I mean, still be able to watch your shit, but it'll be via online but can you imagine how much the, the tv people are freaking out about this so i mean well, it's just like uber versus cab it's exactly. like you have to adjust and i kind you of have to adjust i kind of think that uh it then 
perhaps becomes like artist management side to be creative in terms Absolutely. of how to, to bring the revenue in. And artists have to be creative themselves. Right. If if you spend your energy and time being mad at what's going on, you're missing the boat. Boom. Knowledge dropping. Okay, <laughs> so what was the song that you wanted to hear? Ooh, well, you know what? I didn't even think of it because we were busy talking. Chit-chatting. But so, you know what? I think I want to hear Still Dre. Okay. Sweet. <laughs> Actually, do you, is Dre, oh, he is on here. Sometimes you look up an artist and they're like, oh, they're on fucking title. Like, great, fuck you. See, fuck off. that's one of the things I'm, I think is stupid. Okay, so here we go. Still DRE. Still DRE. Yeah, nigga. I'm still <laughs> fucking with you. Still waters run deep. Still Snoop Dogg and DRE. Nah, nah, nigga. Guess who's back? Still. Still doing that shit, Andre. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Check me out. It's still Trey Day, nigga. AK, nigga. Though I've grown a lot, can't keep it home a lot. Cause my frequent spots that I'm known to rock. You hit a bass from the truck when I'm on the block. Ladies, they pay homage, but haters say Trey fell off. How, nigga, my last album was the chronic. They wanna know if he still got it. They say raps change. They wanna know how I feel about if it. You ain't up on pain. Dr. Dre is the name, I'm ahead of my game. Still puffing my leaf, still fuck with the beats. Still not loving police. Uh -uh. Still rock my khakis with a cuff and a crease. Still got love for the streets, repping 213. Still the beats bang, still doing my thing. Since I left, ain't too much change. Still, I'm representing for the gangsters all across the world. Still, hitting them corners and them lolos, girl. Still, taking my time to perfect the beat. And I still got love for the streets. It's the DRE. I'm representing for the gangsters all across the world. Still, hitting them corners and them lolos, girl. Still, taking my time to perfect the beat. And I still got love for the streets It's the DRE Since the last time you heard from me I lost some friends Well, hell Me and Snoop, we dipping again I Kept my ear to the streets Signed Eminem He's triple platinum Doing 50 a week Still, I stay close to the heat And even when I was close to defeat I rose to my feet My life's like a soundtrack I wrote to the beat Street rap like Cali weed I smoke till I'm asleep Wake up in the AM Compose a beat I bring the fire till you're soaking in your seat It's not a fluke, it's been tried, I'm the truth Since turn out the lights from the world-class wrecking crew I'm still at it, after mathematics In the home of drive-bys and agmatics Swap meets, sticky green and bad traffic I dip through, then I get still, still I'm representing for the gangsters all across the world Still, hitting them corners and them lolos, girl Still, taking my time to perfect the beat And I still got love for the streets It's the DRE I'm representing for the gangsters all across the world Still, hitting them corners and them lolos, girl Still, taking my time to perfect the beat And I still got love for the streets It's the DRE It ain't nothing but mohawk shit Another classic CD for y'all to vibe with Whether you're cooling on the corner with your fly bitch Lay back in the shack, play this track I'm representing for the gangsters all across the world Still, hitting them corners and them lolos, girl I'll break your neck, damn near put your face in your lap Niggas try to be the king, but the ace is back So when you ain't up on things Dr. Dre be the name, still running the game Still, got it wrapped like a mummy Still ain't tripping, love to see young blacks get money Spend time out the hood, take their moms out the hood Hit my boys off with jobs, no more living hard Barbecues every day, driving fancy cars Still gon' get my regards I'm representing for the gangsters all across the world Still, hitting them corners and them lolos, girl Still, taking my time to perfect the beat And I still got love for the streets, it's the DRE I'm representing for the gangsters all across the world Still, hitting them corners and them lolos, girl Still Taking my time to perfect the beat And I still got love for the streets It's the DRE I'm representing for the gangsters all across the world Still Hitting them corners and them lolos, girl Still Taking my time to perfect the beat And I still got love for the streets It's the DRE Right back up in your motherfucking ass Nine, five plus four pennies Add that shit up DRE Right back up on top of things Smoke some with your dog No stress, no seeds, no stems, no sticks Some of that real sticky, icky, icky. Ooh, wait. Put, Put it, it in, in the, the air. air. Well, use a full DR.
Take me back to the hood. Uh-huh. Thank you for that one. My pleasure. Okay, so we got 10 minutes to go. I think it's a good time for me to give you your oh, present that I skirt. got you. Hold up. Wait a minute. So I brought you some of my merch. Yeah. So these are like temporary tattoos. Fuck yeah. You can apply on your skin. Oh, by the way, if any of you all have any questions out there, hit up the uh, the chat forum on, on the Antennas website uh, right now. Okay. So I also got you this lighter. Oh, fuck yeah. It's the lighter scavenger. The lighter scavenger. <laughs> Yo, dope. Thank you. I love these temp tattoos. Yeah. You oh. can put the tears on your face. Yes, I will. That's extremely emo. And... Cool. And the lighter's yeah. dope. I love novelty lighters. Perfect. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, okay. So at <laughs> this point, tell, uh, you want to talk about like your tour, if there's anything you want to plug, uh, things you're working on, things people should check out. Well, I'm actually performing my, um, cause you know, I released my album in September mm -hmm. and then I've been on tour, um, a little bit around and then uh i did shows in new york and then in paris and a, a few really cool places and you know on thursday next thursday is going to be my montreal like premiere homecoming. so yeah homecoming i gotta come to that so yeah if if, if you guys you know listening at home want to come to that you are more than welcome it's Where is at it? um the fairmount oh right here Right here. It's just next door. It's next door. You've got no excuses, mate. So on Thursday, March 2nd. That's a nice venue too, by the way. It's really cool. Yeah. They renovated. It's beautiful. And I, the show starts, at, I think the doors are at 7. show starts at 8 with Forest meets what? Douglas Mark. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> the boy just happens to be in the building too. What up, happens Forrest? Happens to be here. So, yeah, I'm really excited. Cool. Love his stuff. That's interesting. So, it's the two of y'all, or is there any, is there more? It's just the two of us. Cool. Fuck yeah. So, yeah, uh, Forrest and Douglas Miles at eight, and then Crow at nine at Dayot Fairmount on March 2nd. Is there an official, like, ticket? I'm sure there's, like, a Facebook event. Page. There's a Facebook event, and all the, you know, ticket info is on there. And you can probably just go on the Fairmount Theater's website for okay. your tickets. Cool. So yeah. check out Croy at the Théâtre Fairmont next uh, Thursday. 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 Cool. Um, what else? Isn't that enough? <laughs> <laughs> so, so you have the you have the show. Is it? Is this like the, kind of the end of your tour, like the homecoming, or? It's actually no. Or it's just um, kind of ongoing, like. It's I, I feel I feel it's a very Quebec thing to do to like launch your album, do a few shows, come back and have your like homecoming premiere, whatever. Okay. And then it's not over at all. I have a I think I have like about a twelve shows um, scheduled right now. I think I'm gonna go back. Oh, I'm actually uh, stupid me. I'm going to South by Southwest. Oh, sick. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm doing that. Performing and loves. performing at uh, M for Montreal's showcase over there. That's one of my that's one of my goals for the show is like to get an invite to South by Southwest. Do you want to come with me and like <laughs> just like follow me around? I could. <laughs> okay, cool. Guys, I'm going to Austin. <laughs> Sweet. So I'm going to South by Southwest. Uh, fuck all the haters. No, and but it's um, cool because it's like media only. You know, yeah, media and artists only. So it's kind of prestigious. It's really cool. That'd be cool. When is that? It, I'm performing on March 17th okay. at Swan Dive, if you guys want to come. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it should be fun. And uh, I'm also, I have this like other show that I'm doing that I'm not sure I can say yet. And I'm extremely excited about it. But okay. I don't think that I can say it yet because it's so, not announced. So if people want to stay up to date with your shizzle... They yeah. should follow you on... They should follow me on the Facebook, on the Gram, mm -hmm, on mm -hmm. the Twitter, on... What else am I on? That's yeah, if you I'm just on. search K-R-O-Y, like, I'm sure you'll find... Uh, yeah, you'll find me. That's a very common name. Yeah. There's also this, like, football player called... I think it's he's a football player called, like, Croy <laughs> Beerman. And his wife is in, like, Housewives of oh, Football really? or whatever. And, like, whenever I write my name in Google, I just see his photos everywhere. It's really funny. 
Yeah, for me, when I search my name, it's because that fucking... They made... Tom Hanks recently did a movie, like, Sully. Like, the the pilot that landed a plane on a lake. I so, don't know about anyways, that. Anyways, I'm trying to get my, my SEO, my Sullivan SEO up, though, with, with shit like this. Let's um, do it. Let's work on that. I think that brings us to the end of the show. Um, we're going to ride out with one of your tracks from Scavenger called Go. Um, Last track on the album. I just want to thank you for coming by. This thanks for having me. Really fun and very uh, cool show. And thanks to Antennas as always. Um, yeah, much love. Any closing remarks? Nope. Okay. <laughs> Catch Croy at uh, Fairmont Theater next Thursday. And thank you for listening, y'all. If you want to go, 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 I won't keep you if you want to go.